Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hey parents, Jack and Claire's Children's Boutique in Oxford features the latest brands of baby and children's clothing, shoes, toys, and accessories. Check out Jack and Claire's Facebook page too. Jack and Claire's Children's Boutique, West Jackson Avenue next to Belk. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making Coast of Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. It is Friday, and uh, I'm so excited that uh, that now that we're in the training camp for the Saints, that we had this incredible opportunity to visit on a weekly basis with my friend Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times-Picayune. So without any further ado, let's bring Jeff in, and we're going to talk about the latest. But, hey, Jeff, I just always like to remind people that they should go to NOLA.com and sign up for the New Orleans Saints newsletter that you guys publish. It is incredibly well done. And you get it in your inbox every single morning, and you get to find out what the latest on the Saints is on any given day. And the team that you guys have assembled – I mean, it's second to none, man. You guys have it going on, and don't miss an angle, do you? Well, it's great you mentioned the newsletter, Ricky, because I was out the other day, ran into two separate people locally in the grocery store and then at the doctor's office that told me that's how they get their Saints news, through that newsletter, because it comes to them. And that's the I never thought about it that way, but it kind of it's, it arrives in your inbox and has – a little listing of what the stories are each day, a little explainer on what the story is so you can pick and choose what you want to read. And I think it is a very popular way to follow the Saints because it comes right to your doorstep, if you will. It really, it really is. Um, okay, man, there's a lot to break down in the two segments that were together today. But as you and I were discussing during the break, the story that Luke did about Taysom Hill, you know, I want to. You can kind of give me the story behind the story and all of that, but I'll, I'll let you discuss it in more detail. But as a reader, I read it and thought, I actually felt so s- sorry for him. You know that he's had so much adversity, and truly didn't get a good opportunity because of his injuries to show what he can do. But he's going to be a team player. But he, but he's still open about it. So why don't you, you tell us a little bit about the story behind the story, and then tell us what the story revealed. Well, we have not spoken to Taysom Hill since he injured. We, being the local media, or probably any media, has not spoken to. Taysom Hill since he injured his foot last season. Uh, he wasn't here in the offseason conditioning program, the in, the, the mini camps, or the OTAs. So this was our, and then he got hurt almost immediately in training camp with the rib injury. So he had not had a chance to, to speak about the last six months, the disappointment of getting injured, the disappointment of being asked by Dennis Allen to transition to tight end and the gadget role away from quarterback as his main priority. So there was a lot to talk about, and we were not scheduled to even. Every day, the way it works out at Saints campus, there's about five or six players, a handful of players that are designated to speak to the media. We're not allowed to go in the locker room right now because there's too many players on the roster during training camp. There's 90 players. It gets too crowded in the locker room. So they bring players out, and they tell us ahead of time who's coming. Well, they inserted Taysom Hill into the lineup, and we did. We were not prepared for that, I and mean, it was, ended up being a great thing, though, because when he 
finally spoke to us, he was very open, I thought had a lot of honest answers to some tough questions about his disappointment with not being a quarterback. He was honest about that. He, he obviously wants to still be a quarterback, but he's doing what's best for the team. And I just thought that interview uh, and, and the moment that we shared with him was so compelling. And we all just decided, hey, this has got to be the story of the day because uh, this is a guy who's kind of opening up to us and, and doing it the right way, Ricky. As journalists, we want honesty because we want to be able to tell an honest story to our readers. He was honest without throwing the, the organization under the bus. Uh, he still maintained his team first attitude with still with also explaining, yes, I'm disappointed with with the, how this has played out. So I thought it was a really a really great story that Luke wrote and put together. You know, part of the part, and we'll talk a little bit more about the injuries and how they took a toll on him and how certain injuries really didn't give us an opportunity to see what he ultimately can do. But, you know, sort of the subtext to it is the impact on his psyche from from uh, being in the quarterback room on a daily basis versus being, in, you know, with the tight ends on the daily basis. It's you could just tell it it he's having to get used to that thought and he's very complimentary of the other tight ends and the work they put in and he's going to put the work in and he says having been quarterback helps him be a, another tight end but i mean you can tell he's hurt he's really hurt that that this is not turning out the way he had hoped yeah and i think what sometimes people forget because he's so good in the role that he's been in and and so versatile able to play kind of receiver, running back, quarterback. He's able to do all these things. I think, and I laugh about this sometimes with my colleagues, people act like he came to the Saints as like a defensive end or something. I mean, he played quarterback his whole life. He was a college, a great college quarterback, a great high school quarterback. People act like they've converted a, a defensive player to, uh, you know, quarterback. That, that's not the case. So in his mind, he is a quarterback. And he's had to deal with that adjustment. And it's not easy because I think he's proven, if you look at his record, that they can win with him at quarterback. But he's doing what's best for the team. And I think he understands his role and has is, is embraced it. And I just think uh, people should – I've felt this way before. I wanted to write a column on it. People should respect and embrace and honor team first players like Taysom Hill. In this day and age where everybody's about me and – and self-centered. Uh, here's a guy sacrificing himself for the good of the team. I think we should celebrate that. Yeah, you think about sacrificing himself. Boy, did he do that last year? I mean, these. I mean, we. You know, again, it, when you see the the series of injuries all in that one paragraph, and you're reminded really how severe his concussion was. I mean, I mean, it was a severe concussion. Then he comes back from that and you know, has the hand injury and other injuries, and then the foot injury. Um, I mean, you're talking about he took some blows for the team last year, didn't he? Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think every player in that locker room knows that. And that's why he's so respected by his teammates and his coaches. And, uh, look, he's a key weapon. I mean, he made a great catch uh, yesterday in practice at tight end uh, that a lot of tight ends in the league would love to be able to make. Uh, he's a terrific football player and I think uh, a key weapon on this offense. When you start listing the top weapons, you know, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, uh, Chris Olave, you better throw Taysom Hill in there because he's something that uh, defenses have to deal with. Well, we all we all hope that, and and be interesting to get your read on this, but that the foot injury, which was a you know severe injury, 
um, and the surgery that was required and the rehab that was required. It was interesting for him to talk, incidentally, about how usually he's focused on refining certain aspects of his game during the offseason. But, you know, this this season, it was all this offseason, it was all focused on rehab and getting better and all that. So all that kind of plays into the psyche. But. But his ability, his his ability to get out in the open field and, and break it, is his speed still there? Oh yeah, yeah, and that, that's a key weapon. You know, that's what you know, I hear him compared a lot to Tim Tebow because of the way they play. The difference is Taysom Hill's way faster than Tim Tebow, way faster. It's not even comparable. He's closer to like a Michael Vick than he is a Tim Tebow. So uh, that's the difference. That's that's what makes him such a unique athlete and such a unique weapon for the Saints on offense because he can separate from defenders. Most people that size can't run that fast. Right, right. That is that is for sure. Okay, so Jameis gets a, uh, a slight foot injury. They don't think it's anything to it unless you know something we don't know. And Andy Dalton who steps in the last couple of days and you said from the very beginning this guy is sharp as a tack and you continue to feel that way. Tell me more about uh, what you're observing. Well, he's just played terrific since Jameis Winston went down. And yes, Jameis Winston's injury is not serious. Uh, they're being cautious as they should be with their starting quarterback. I think he's going to be out all week. Certainly not going to play on Saturday against the Texans. I bet we see him next week up in Green Bay. I think that'll be a good evaluation period as they practice against a really good defense uh, in the Packers. Uh, but Andy Dalton, in the meantime, I think Saints fans should be very encouraged I think there's a little bit of a misperception about Dalton because he did not do that well in his run with the Bengals. He did play in a Pro Bowl. He did play a lot of playoff games. He didn't play that well in playoff games, but I think people should realize he's never been surrounded by a cast as talented as he is here in New Orleans. In some ways, you can make the same argument for for Jameis Winston that you make for Andy Dalton. They've never been with a team this talented where they're not being asked to do too much. And Dalton is almost a perfect fit for this offense. Gets the ball out quick. He's decisive. He knows where the ball's going. He seems that way. And, uh, you know, he he did a lot of work on the the, um, playbook. And... um, you know, I know that, that practice is different than than live games, and when you start thinking about audibles and reading the offense, I mean, reading the defense and all those things. But um, but man, he, I mean, you, I saw the videos of of yesterday in particular, especially as it relates to Michael Thomas and the connection that the two of them had in that game. But uh, but he was sharp, and he seems to know the playbook at least, given where he is in the process. And then we'll make the natural transition now over to to Michael Thomas. Man, did he have a day yesterday. Hey, I tell you, actually, let's do this because I don't want to short circuit this part of the conversation because of the way other team members, new team members are are thinking about this guy, Michael Thomas, the way Andy Dalton is thinking about this guy, Michael Thomas. Man, his his offseason work has really paid off, it seems. We're going to continue that part of the conversation on the other side. We'll see you after this break. Live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgolfcoast.com. 
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. Um, my friend Jeff Duncan, I love spending time with him. He's been a mainstay here on Coast View since we launched this show a couple of years ago. Uh, Jeff Duncan is a columnist. He's an award-winning writer from uh, the timespeakingunitnola.com. He's on the NFL Hall of Fame Selection Committee. He's written numerous books on the Saints. The story goes on and on. And he's currently working on a really, really important book that I think is going to get a lot of attention, the book of Steve Gleason's life, which is not a book about ALS, but it's a book about living. And I cannot wait to read that book. But anyway, coming back to you, Jeff. Michael Thomas, wow. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. That's all you got to say. I mean, he, Ricky, he looks like not only he hasn't missed a beat since uh, being injured two years ago, but he might look better than he did two years ago. And that's saying something. I mean, this is a guy that was the offensive player of the year in 2019. And you can tell, I mean, he is champing at the bit to get back out there. Uh, he looks incredibly explosive for a guy that had a foot injury. That's the concern. And, um, he looks like, uh, well, right now, no one can defend him. Uh, he, he's an expert, and we all know at these contested catches, and he's making them right and left, putting on a show every day of practice. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is, uh, he's going up and getting the ball, and uh, he looks as good as I've ever seen him. You know, um, at the beginning of the practice, you made it clear when we talked about this, you had Alave that was getting owned by some of the cornerbacks, you know, having to – learn what the NFL is all about. And you kept making the point, look, I mean, defensive backs are going to be great. That's a really strong point for the Saints. But when, uh, when you know, Michael Thomas is not in there yet, <laughs> when, when right. he gets in there, we're going to find out a little bit about how all this works. And that's 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 the way this has played out. Um, I mean, you know, to, to the respect that the defensive backs have for him, what, what Andy Dalton has said about him, what others who are observing Michael Thomas – uh, we now we have a clearer understanding of what we were missing last year. This is why we had such a bad year last year. If you you have a Michael Thomas, it changes the entire cadence of the game, doesn't it? Yeah, I would say this. You know, I, I came to camp with a lot of questions two weeks ago about this team. There were there were a list of questions, and so far, almost every one of them feels like it's been answered. And Michael Thomas was one of them. What's he going to look like? How you know how ready is he going to be coming off this long? Uh, you know, sideline of a year and a half, and he looks better than he did before the injury. So as I go down this list, Mike Thomas is one thing you can say, they didn't have this guy last year. Will Lutz looks tremendous at kicker. He wasn't on the field. They lost a lot of games because of the kicking game. Uh, you know, you just keep going down the list, Ricky. They, there's an answer almost every place that you go. So I really feel a sense of, of optimism. I'm going to have my column, my, I do a column every year where I survey the local media and get their predictions for the season. And I'll have about 30 different people that will run in Saturday's Times Picayune on NOLA.com. And uh, it's more optimistic than it was a year ago by far. And I, I feel the same way. Uh, you just It's hard to believe this team, if, if Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton stay healthy, that they're not going to win double-digit games because they've answered every question for this offseason. Well, has the over-under changed on it? 
No, not, not in Vegas. So if you can get over to one of the casinos, it's not a bad bet. You know, now we're going to find out a lot more next week. Uh, you know, even this Texans game, I'm not quite as uh, interested in seeing them as I am because the Texans are just one step above like a college all-star team. But yeah. I do think the Packers will be a really good test. We'll get to see. And, and look, the Saints are still playing now without Marshawn Lattimore has been out with a hamstring injury. Pete Werner's back out with a groin injury. So they're still missing some key parts. Marcus Davenport has not gone in team drills. So they're missing some key pieces. Uh, so you have to take that into account. But uh, when what I've seen, I'm incredibly encouraged, way, way more optimistic than I thought. And I'm, I'm kind of the skeptical old guard guy there, uh, but I like what I see so far. You know what? Okay, so we we don't have ton of time left, but but you see potentially some new stars emerging in the in the um, uh, uh, wide receiver realm. I mean, some some good young people coming along, and at running back they released Malcolm Brown because they've yeah. got such a solid stable of guys. I mean, yeah. no, I mean, there's got, no doubt. I mean, and I, again, I go back. I, I know offense always draws the attention because you know that's where the ball is, but the defense is going to be the strength here and. And I think this team's going to be very efficient offensively. I don't think they're going to be incredibly explosive. I think they're going to be, uh, you know, an offense that controls the clock. It's not going to look a lot different than it's looked the last few years. But they're so good on defense, and now they've got answers on offense that they didn't have in the past few years. So it's going to be a lot easier for the quarterback. And I think in a guy like Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, uh, they don't have to be Superman hero to win with this team. They just got to be efficient. Do what's there in the offense, manage the game, and I think this team's going to win double digits. I'll be shocked if they don't. Now, the schedule's harder, so it is a little more difficult. There's going to be a lot of 50 50 games, but this team's built to win those. You, you still think the big measurement of Dennis Allen as a head coach will be how he handles adversity, but if you look at him just as of, as of now, you know, the moves, the team seems to be very in sync about, and maybe this has to do with the new uh, uh, weight and fitness coach. I forgot the the name of the, the conditioning Ray. guy. You know, they're being so legitimate and so focused about how they ramp players up and bring them back in, and they seem to be so aligned as a as a coaching staff about the approach they want to take with the training camp. And you see that when he makes his comments at the end of each day. Uh, that's impressive so far. Yeah, every day while we're doing interviews in the indoor facility with coaches and players, behind us on the practice field are players going through these stretch band exercises with Matt Ray, the new strength and conditioning coach. It's all designed to keep them flexible, to have power, but without doing heavy weights. It's mainly you know working resistance exercises. That's all designed to try and uh, prevent these soft tissue injuries, hamstrings, muscle pulls, things like that, that really sidelined a lot of Saints players last year. Now, they've got a couple of them this year, but this is a totally different approach to strength and conditioning. One of the one of the uh, running backs I wanted to ask you about is Tony Jones Jr. What's your thoughts on him so far? Well, I think he's got the leg up right now as the third running back. Uh, he's played very well. Now, we're going to find out more when the, when the games start. That's really when you evaluate these running backs. They're not tackling at these practices, and really you have to see how they handle live tackling. And that's that's what the evaluation will be against the Texans, against the Packers. Okay, so let's see. What have we not talked about? Um, I am actually – you mentioned Lutz, but I am surprised 
I mean, he this this surgery that he had was a really significant surgery. Anytime you start messing with core muscles, that is a huge. I mean, that's a big deal. And he, he's hardly missed a field goal since I've been watching. I mean, he made a fifty-five yarder the other day with ease. So he looks tremendous, and so that's very encouraging. The one thing that I would say, if I were if I were being very nitpicky, that I'm still I'd say the jury's out is the safety position, just because we finally got Tyran Matthew back on the field. He's playing alongside Marcus May. He's new. They're both new, and they just haven't played together. Their yeah. mistakes you see in the secondary right now are probably because of their newness to the system. So we're seeing some busts on the back end that probably wouldn't happen with Malcolm Jenkins and Marcus Williams, and that's to be expected. But that's the one area that I think if I'm a, a, a Saints opponent, I would be testing early. Not because they're not talented, but because they're new to the system. And Marcus May is coming in off of a, a, you know one of many players coming back off of surgery. What's interesting to me, though, is that, as you've described before, the Saints, the play, way they're going to play their defense is going to play to the strength of the players. But, man, in order to do that the way they plan to do it, man, there has to be serious leadership on the, on the field. People have to know their roles, don't they? Yes, no doubt about it. And they've got great leadership. That's the thing. This team's got leaders on both sides of the ball, veteran guys. I mean, people have been raving over Jameis Winston's leadership. And I don't think a lot of people knew that about Jameis Winston when he came here from Tampa. Uh, but he has uh, certainly established himself as the guy at quarterback. And Andy Dalton's a great leader. So they've got the quarterback position, I think, is really solidified now with those two guys. Uh, it should be seen as a, as a positive development, uh, not a negative. Now, now how, how they perform and the results that they get, especially Jameis Winston, that's going to be how far this team goes. We know the defense is going to be good. I think the offense is going to be much better. How far they go really comes down to the quarterback play. You did a great review. People should go see it at NOLA.com about uh, you know people who who, who are emerging. Um, and you and you're really quick to caution people. Don't just judge Trevor Penning by the fact that he is a uh, scrappy dude. He's coming on strong, isn't he? Yeah, I, I would not be surprised if he starts the opener against the Falcons. And I wouldn't have said that before camp, but he's made incredible progress. Uh, he struggles sometimes in pass protection. That's what he needs to improve on. That's the area the coaches are working on with him. But he's so f- much further along now than he was in the offseason. And he's a big, massive man, Ricky. Uh, they got a good, good win in Trevor Penning. It's just going to take a little time to develop, but it's coming quickly. Well, you can get all of the details from what uh, Jeff and I are talking about by going to NOLA.com. Sign up for that Saints newsletter. You'll be very, very glad you did. Have a great week, my friend, and we will see you next week. Yeah, talk to you then, Ricky. Thanks. You bet. This has been Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times Picayune. Uh, we'll see you after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. A Supertalk Mississippi media production.